Hi, everyone, and welcome to the RegTech Report, your update on all things RegTech. My name is Carl Viertel, and with me is Stefan Celestio. Our mission is to bring you the latest news, speak with industry pioneers, and muse about the latest tech. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the RegTech Report. And this time I would love to say hello, Carl, but Carl is actually uh, taking some days off, well uh, well earned, I hope. And uh, actually, I hope nobody is disturbing him during this time. But I have here with me Henry, as usual, but it's just the two of us. And uh, hi, Henry, how are you doing? I'm very well, Stefan, apart from uh, it's it's kind of warm in the UK at the moment. Um, the, um, we're, having, we're having a summer for once. Uh, okay. no, no, no rain and lots of sunshine, which is New record-breaking temperatures, as you as you guys had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they they going back again. Yeah, we we okay. um, yes, we in the UK haven't uh, haven't uh, understood or uh, adopted uh, air conditioning. So um, it's uh, our American colleagues can't quite understand why we're sitting in 100 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> with uh, with no air conditioning. Yeah, same here. Actually, I mean, it's not very common because people used to say, "Come on, it's just one week or so where it's really hot," but. This summer is proving everybody wrong, right? So, I mean, it's a big discussion, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked about different things on the podcast today. We thought, um, maybe one, one topic that we can, that we can touch, which we haven't really touched, I think, before in, in any of the episodes is in general about policy management or policies in general. So, yeah. Henry, I wanted to ask you, what is the first thought that kind of pops into your mind when you think policy? What, uh, what is that actually? Well, I guess, I guess as a, um, uh, as an employee, it's, uh, it's, it's a, an annual attestation that normally, I, that, that, that I normally have to do. Something comes to right. my inbox and, uh, and, uh, and read and confirm the new whatever policy. Yeah, but <laughs> gifts and entertainment, um, yeah. which we didn't make much use of during, uh, over, during COVID. But I think in, uh, in, in all seriousness, you know, in, when, when, when we're running companies, um, what policies uh, and procedures do is, uh, you know, the policies define um, the culture uh, and the values of a company, and and they're all, they they encapsulate that, and mm-hmm. and they are trying to by communicating with and engaging with our employees, we're trying to ensure that um, that I say that culture is is embedded within the organisation. Um, clearly, you know that the culture is one angle, um, but also you know, depending on the uh, environment we're working in, the type of business we're on, you know, we will we will have a regulatory environment that we also need to adhere to. So, if you're in financial services, there will be more, more more stringent things. But something that goes across all all people is something like GDPR. So, how do we protect any any uh, PII data we have from an organisation, for example, and yeah. and making sure that our employees understand those obligations. Yeah, I would, I would, um, like obligations, I think is a good, uh, is a good word for it. I would go a bit further than just culture. It's, it is about rule setting, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, specific behaviors you want, um, the, the employees, but also beyond employees, also maybe your third, third parties that you want to follow because you have, uh, either some external pressure because maybe it's some legal regulation and that could be a kind of policy on a state. Or a government level, right? Saying what you have to do, and then you you have to structure it down. What does that actually mean specifically for your organization? And sometimes people also talk about this kind of hierarchy of something like policies, standards, guidelines that go into increasingly more detail of of how you would um, handle certain topics. So um, I guess that's as old as people have been organizing themselves with some somebody on top says some 
um, maybe more general um, directions compared to like a direct order to somebody saying, okay, in these situations, maybe behave like uh, in a certain way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I guess what's what's interesting is also how technology develops around that space because uh, I imagine back back in the day in pre-electronic times people just put that maybe on a um, somewhere on a on a blackboard somewhere in the in the lobby area or somewhere in the <laughs> in the in the team break room to read um, the actual printed oh. policy. But nowadays yeah. it's different, I guess. Right? Yeah, I mean we 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 had we had big handbooks, you know. Mm -hmm. So so the the concept of a an employee handbook, I, I did officially get a handbook. Uh, in in the early days, um, they pre, um, and then to your point, I guess you know it. it, it um, one of the things I think we'll touch on a bit later is you know keeping that up to date. That that handbook goes out of date uh, very quickly. But I just wanted to go back to something you said earlier. You know, the um, talking about third parties, um, and we we have talked on on the podcast about you know third party mm -hmm. vendor risk management. Part part of that is. Clearly, ensure you know as as we described, those third parties need to be considered as as part of our um, ecosystem as they are. That we, we are yeah, right, absolutely. Only as strong, strong as our weakest link, and we need to make sure yeah. that they understand as being part of our part, part of our ecosystem. They need to sign up to and understand those obligations too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's part of your risk uh, situation, right? But uh, especially in a, in a heavily outsourced, um, uh, heavily outsourced um, mode of operations, like pretty much everybody is doing now nowadays. Uh, this is something that is part of your organization, um, where you have to take care of that as well and make sure that they they also uh, uh, even know about the the requirements and the obligations you have for them and how you um, make sure that they also follow them uh, i guess right. a read attestation is one thing but uh, maybe a bit a bit deeper i'm also thinking about now the other situation where we as a software vendor also get this from our customers sometimes right a mm. triple contract could say please follow also these policies in the most up to date form and then the kind of contract also changes um while you while you're working with them right yeah i i um, i think we uh we had a very interesting example where someone was reviewing uh, a contract i think um obviously i think i think the reason for reaching out to us was to update some of the data privacy stuff to make sure the most latest gdpr information was in mm -hmm. in the contract and as a throwaway comment um They said, "Oh well, our, our IT security policy reference in the contract is 1.5. Um, we're, we're on 3.2. You are compliant with that, aren't you?" Um, to which, obviously, my response was, "I have no idea what's in 3.2. Would you like to send it to us?" Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean that that show that shows the um, fragility of trying to uh, of that process. And I think you alluded to earlier, Stefan, is you know. This is where technology and, you know, Mitch Tech does have solutions that help organizations to both curate and make sure those policies are up to date so the right people are involved in um, you know, when there are reg changes that the policies are up to date. But then once they're created, making sure that those are distributed to, to the right people rather than, I think you said earlier, just dumping them onto a, a drive and expecting to, them to, to review them, yeah. um, you know, they are... They're tagged, so a GDPR policy or something that is an IT security policy, sorry, uh, that our third parties must sign up to. You know, when we change it, that should be distributed automatically to them. And we have a, you know, 90 days by with, with which time we expect them to have responded. 
and yeah. and and you know by exception we can we can follow those up that is a very simple process with technology in place very difficult to do manually yeah it's it's also something uh, what i remember like 10 15 years ago the typical mode was kind of putting it on the intranet right because you had all these intranet projects and it was some page besides the lunch menu was the policy list right and it was a bunch of pdfs or something like that to to look at but basically this attestation this kind of confirmation thing is um if i think about then another third party that's interested in this if you have any kind of audit regulators uh or so or uh, other auditors coming that's one of the first questions they will ask so um what kind of policies do you have about the particular topic that they're looking at right now uh, and if you don't have anything written down that's almost guaranteed a kind of test of design failure and mm. i mean the next question they will ask is okay how do you make sure people actually kind of read it uh, yeah understood what's in there that's maybe the next the next um the next topic that's that's already again this is one of these problems that sound very simple if you have a small organization but if you have something quite complex um then kind of following up on this or even writing the things i remember a project i had back in my consulting days where we talked about a policy update for a client that took months to discuss with mm. all the different stakeholders. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but, but I think, I mean, yeah, so, so we, we delivered a, a project where it took longer to agree the update to the policy than it did to deliver the project. And that was literally <laughs> a, yeah. a five-page document because it, getting the, word, the wordsmith right so it does actually meet the, um, the regulatory requirements as well as the internal requirements yeah. uh, is, is quite tricky. Um, so that word... Yeah. So, so I think you know there are there are two key elements to 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 uh, or, or three the three key elements is that understanding what the current regulatory landscape is and making sure those those um, policies are up to date. Um, I always use the example of, um, uh, of you know COVID um, mm -hmm. in terms of policy changes. In you know we our return to work policies um, even with the tech were changing you know. Uh, Every every other week, or you know, as, as yeah, government. Got I think I, I think again, COVID taught a lot of people like more intricacies of something like that, and that a higher frequency sometimes is required than talking yeah. about it for months. Um, so, so, you know, we, in the UK, we yeah. had four, four different return to work policies from the four yeah. different. Four yeah, different I was I was thinking even before like um the rule like even before the return to work when we were basically starting to close down offices mm. like in 2020 and like then there were some rules around when do you need to have a test and so on. Also, government yeah. mandated often. Um, here in in Germany, it's even like was sometimes different by state. Mm. Um, or sometimes even the cities put like different rules, so you have to constantly look at what what uh, what is in there and, pu and push some some update also to mm. employees, right? Yeah, so, sometimes on a weekly basis. So, so if you so if you take take that back to its its core, you know, the right people have to review the policy and update it, and then we need to distribute it to our the relevant employees, and then to your final point on the audit, make sure that we can report on who, who has attested to that policy. Um, One of our clients did link the return to return to work policy uh, or the attestations to their uh, door access system. So mm. you weren't you couldn't get into the building unless you'd sign up to the return to work policy. So, uh, okay. you know, from, all perspective, from all its perspective, that's quite yeah. robust. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I mean for a while uh, here you had to have you had to have this kind of either vaxxed or tested hmm. certificate. Yeah. Even for work, uh, workplaces. So I guess, uh, I also heard some people or some companies put that too with their, with their, um, door access mm. together. Um, so I mean, yeah, 
it's funny. It sounds uh, sometimes sounds a bit like it was a long time ago again, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't actually. It was it was basically last year. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is definitely something I think where new technologies where there's still a lot of, I mean, even though this sounds like GRC wise, this sounds maybe like a one of those quite old school topics that was around maybe a very long time. But I think there's still opportunity to think about new innovations in the space, as we've seen that we are you need new basically higher frequency to run this whole life cycle and make this very efficient and very effective, right? Yeah, no, uh, uh, agreed. And I think you know, one the the. Where 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 we want to sort of bring it to life also is then is the so what so we have these policies we've got people attesting to them but then is to understand the potential risks that those policies may be broken um, so you know from an information security uh, policy everybody understands it but then mm. how are we bringing that to life to understanding and and lin and I guess making that instead of it being a a separate process as part of our uh, compliance agenda can we bring that more closely with with the operations and, and monitoring the risk of an organization mm. um, and then really understanding where where potentially we're at risk of those uh, policies being broken and where they are registering those incidents and making sure that that those incident issues yeah. are, are dealt with yeah I'm, I'm just thinking um, if I look at this uh, again for more from a recipient or employee or basically somebody who has to follow the policy perspective. I think the challenge is sometimes also um, you have to be aware that there is a policy about something and also about the specific rules. And sometimes there might be a little bit of a break between these two. Hmm. Huh? There might be some very specific things. I don't know, like a travel, everybody has a travel policy, right? And that's what everybody needs and knows to look up to when they, when you book business travel, because that's a very close related topic. But sometimes maybe, I don't know, if you... Um, um, if you have certain processes that you're working with and you you don't know about, um, okay, there was maybe a new policy passed or you forgot about it because you read it and just clicked the button. Maybe that's also an area of innovation where um, where you can kind of tie this more closely to activities people are doing. I'm almost thinking of like back the little Clippy assistant back in off, um, Microsoft Office many years ago that popped up when you did certain things, right? And reminding you, remember that while it looks like you're doing this thing here now, remember that these are the rules you should follow while doing it. Right? Yeah. Maybe that's an area that um, we can also think in our little own product innovation uh, yeah no i i think you're right the gamification making it real um uh, making it relevant less dry uh, definitely the more we can engage people you know um people who come to work today are uh, much more used to that sort of instant gratification the attention <laughs> having, read, read, reading a four-page uh, gifts and entertainment policy is not necessarily yeah. the most interesting thing um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's some. I mean, it's it's somewhat of a topic there, or, or that I also like to push. I mean, policies, especially from this auditor perspective, is more about okay, follow this, or you get punished. Eh? Uh, but another behavior um, influencing technique is, of course, a more positive reinforcement yeah. <laughs> with reinforcing uh, behaviors that you want with some kind of um, um, basically incentive, right? So maybe that's part of also thinking more progressively about this topic. Yeah. But let's see where we where we can uh, apply this again. I mean there's of course the world is always developing the next stuff is happening. I think where um where we will see a lot of new things coming out or maybe um in a similar kind of rush like covid is the big energy crisis. And and companies have to do deal with that as well in some form, right? Yeah, I I think you know the, mm. as again uh, uh leaning back on some previous um uh 
podcast, you know, we talked about the SEC and some some of the scope three emission reporting. I think with, as you say, the energy crisis now, uh, you know, some 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 of the extreme weather patterns we're experiencing. Um, I think companies are there's going to be a lot of focus in what are our policies around ESG um, mm-hmm. uh, and and making sure and, and doing that for. Um, for environmental reasons, but also, you know, I think as a company's perspective, from investors' perspective, you know, there, there are going to be more and more people looking to to ensure companies are are greener, not greenwashing, and that comes down yeah. to they come back to setting that that culture within the organisation, embedding it through, and uh, you know, it isn't through those policies and procedures, um, but hopefully we can gamify it to make it interesting for our employees. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is really going um, from a pure marketing aspect, like it was maybe in the past, to uh, core resilience topics, right? I mean, yeah. uh, if you're yeah. a highly energy intensive um, industry, for example, you need to think about these things. And but uh, yeah, this, um, it, it, it it's not it's it's affecting everybody globally. Yeah. So the the fuel prices are not you know from a domestic perspective in every household, but every business um, you know is affecting us massively. Um, yeah. And it's not likely to go away for the next two, three years, I don't think. Yeah, and and, and where policies come in again, in my view, is um, um, where it's not just a core, like somewhere in the core management decision making, but where you need or want larger groups of people to to, to behave in a certain way. Right? Yeah. And this is uh, for sure also on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's lots of um, messaging around like private energy usage. I'm sure that will also come more in yeah. in a kind of professional context. Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks it looks like we've uh, we've taken policy management back to a very a very somber conversation. Well, I mean, this is the um, the curse of our profession, isn't it? If you if you're dealing with any kind of risk compliance topics, um, uh, you have to be sometimes the pessimist and think about things that can go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the norm, not usually the normal mode of uh, thinking for most people. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean. That was uh, quite enlightening, but let's maybe uh, think about something more uh, positive um, since we are uh, <laughs> since we're still enjoying the summer, as we noticed uh, in the beginning. Um, we we do have um, it's not a top three this time. We said it's a, maybe a top two because we just have one topic. But should we do it? Um, should we proceed on that? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's the top three okay so uh we thought um one thing that's definitely come uh, come back this this year is uh life great good live concerts live shows and so on so we thought let's let's pick um either something in the past that was extraordinary or something that's coming up so uh Should I, should, I, should I go first? Yeah, go please go first and yeah. let us all partake in your experience. <laughs> so, so um, the first the first live concert I went to, um, and I must admit that uh, when it was first suggested by uh, my mother that I was going to it, I I was uh, not 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 very amused um, as a young teenage boy going to uh, to watch Wham. So George Michael and Andrew Ridgely wasn't uh, as a sort of sixteen year old boy was not necessarily um, top of my agenda but um i was living in hong kong at the time so we didn't have any concerts and they part of their make it big tour in 1985 um i managed to go and watch uh, 
watch Wham, uh, Pepsi and Shirley, if you remember them. They actually had their own career with their backing singers. Uh, I think Pepsi, also one of them, fell off fell off the stage um, during during the concert. But yeah, part of, part of their Make It Big tour. And uh, I have to admit that um, when I walked in as a sulky teenager, I walked out a, a massive Wham fan with my plastic plastic scarf with Wham Make It Big um, and was a fan ever since. So uh, I guess it opened my eyes to to, to live music. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoyed it. There's a there's a, a live music venue literally around the corner from my from my house where young up and coming bands come and perform, and there are. Um, which is great, but that that really, I guess, put put live music on the on the uh, on the radar for me. Okay, good. So I'm I'm thinking of an upcoming one, potentially upcoming one. It's still under discussion, um, and I'm usually not that big of a fan of this band. I have to admit, it is um, it is a band that is international. It's a German band that's internationally very successful. Actually, not that much in Germany. I mean, still, but um, it's, it's Rammstein. Yeah. And um, Rammstein is, I think, one of those um, where if you understand the lyrics and the thing, it's a bit different experience than if you're just thinking of this industrial German uh, thing. Uh, but there's actually a big discussion right now. There's a concert organizer uh, attempting to uh, have a big Rammstein concert at New Year's here in Munich at the Theresienwiese, where the site where the Oktoberfest is, which wow. anybody who's seen that is, is a huge open space in the middle of, this, of the city. They're planning for something like 140,000 people. <laughs> and uh, I think it was just this morning I read the news that the city council approved the plan. So it's not the fully approved, but the city council said, okay, yes, you can proceed to uh, kind of uh, apply for it. So now they have uh, only um, a couple months to actually um, write the concept like for security and safety, which I think will be a nightmare. <laughs> Um, so, um, but, uh, this is really the talk of the town and I'm actually thinking of like, if they do it, okay, I'll try, I'll try to get a ticket because That's New right. Year's with Rammstein, they, they do like fireworks anyway during the concerts. Yeah. So that would be totally fitting. <laughs> very, very jealous. Very. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's see what the next month brings. So the, the news are saying, okay, it's not, not, um, not a clear cut case whether they will actually be allowed to do it, but at least the political decision has been made. <laughs> Brilliant. That, uh, this is that, that they can proceed. Well, so, f- uh, fingers crossed it happens and, and get, <laughs> you get a ticket. I will let you know in one of the next shows. Brilliant. All righty. So the next time, uh, I think Carl will be back. I don't know exactly when it's planned. I might be back because I'm going on vacation for two weeks now. Yeah. So uh, depending on when Javier is uh, planning the next session, yeah. uh, you could do it again yeah. by the two. Or, or, I'll join or, or, or maybe I'll be away. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> it might be my turn to go away. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Thanks a lot, Henry. And uh, see you all soon. Thanks, Stefan. See you all soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter. Follow our dedicated podcast handle at the RegTech Rep. 